Punchboard Media, where we all bring something to the table. Pull up a chair at punchboardmedia.com. BJ from Board Game Gumbo here, back with another episode of Gumbo Live. It's episode number 107, Gumbo Live, the number one Facebook Live talk show dedicated to board gaming. Our special guest tonight, if we can get her, we're having a little bit of technical difficulties tonight. It's Julia Ahern of Greenbrier Games. We're going to be talking about their latest Kickstarter and also some spicy hot games that she's been playing. Board Game Gumbo, a proud member of Punchboard Media. Hey, check out some of our other fine members like... Eric Yerko. What's Eric playing? It's a weekly review series. He, he reviews board games, tabletop games, and apps with a well-deserved reputation for amazing photography. Steve, would you believe that since 2015, he's reviewed over 644 games? That's crazy insane. Oh, my God. Eric uh, Yerko, what's Eric playing? Check it out. Punchboard Media, where we all bring something to the table. Hit us up on social media, on Twitter, or on Facebook, at Board Game Gumble, and we'll be looking for your questions in the chat. We don't have our guest yet, but I think I see Steve hanging out down there in the green room. Let me see if I can bring him up. There he is. Hey, Steve, what's hey. up, man? Hey, BJ. Fingers crossed this is going to sort itself out. Oh, I really want to talk to Julie tonight. I, I yeah. got to play this game that we're going to be talking about, Tales of Barbaria, and cool. I, w- I want to visit with you. But you and I got to play a game... Um, called mm-hmm. succulent let me see if i can bring yes. up i have a little picture of it while you're putting that up i'm going to keep checking over on facebook to make sure that folks are migrating to the right link and hopefully find us yeah let me make sure i got my sound working there am i coming through all right you can okay, just yeah just make sure all right so yeah get the people over in the chat to make sure they migrated yep. over on nuts Christopher so succulent. Thomas, uh, Thomas Grieve is in there hello all Tell us the story. How did you and I come to play Succulent, which is a really cool game from Renegade Games by a designer you and I respect, J. Alex Kevin. Yeah, Alex Kevin is actually fairly local to us here. He's in. Uh, I didn't in know that. York, I think from from where he works. Um, yeah. Um, how does how did we get together? Well, as usually as usual, the answer was Alex. Um, <laughs> not Alex Kevin. <laughs> no, different Alex. Not Alex Kevin. Alex Goldsmith from the Duke's Dice. Alex has uh, had Succulent up on uh, Tabletopia. We played it on, right? Table uh, Tabletopia. Yeah. Tabletopia. Oh, look, we got we got Julie coming in. Let me uh, let me bring her in. Bring her on. Well, no, tell us tell us a little bit uh, quickly about the Succulent, and then we'll bring Julie on. Sure, sure. Succulent seemed like a nice mix, a little Frankenstein game of table uh, of uh, laying tiles on the table to cover up um, areas where you'll be getting resources, and you'll be u- trading those resources in to build up an engine to buy cards, kind of Splendor, kind of Century, Spice Road kind of style. Would you say? You're basically, you know, you know re- redeeming those resources to buy those. Yeah, powers. absolutely. Collecting um, those resources and, and, and getting a little tiny bit of engine building like, like Splendor. That's, a that's little fair. bit of engine yeah. building. But the, ta- but the tile laying was what I thought was going to grab me for the game. And I did really enjoy that, the idea that you've got this expanding board. As you cover up the board, you're earning resources, but you're also earning these redeemable teardrops or, or uh, drops of water. And then Tea permanent drops. Here's all my pillow. <laughs> Um, and then permanent ones that kind of function like Splendor as a as a constant, always ready to be paid resource. What was cool? Was it had two different ways to do it. You had the little ones that you would spin, right. and the big ones that you would keep, that a la Splendor or, yeah. or Century Spice Roads. Yep. That was a that was a cool little twist in my brain for that. I enjoyed that. I, I wonder if Julie's played it. She played Succulent. She mm. says no. Okay. <laughs> she says no. So yeah, Steve, um, Alex taught, I thought Alex did a good job of teaching. This. Alex as always does a great teach. Yeah. And here's a picture of the board that you were talking about. So mm-hmm. love the tiling aspect where you got the one, twos and threes. Agreed. The building board that comes out. You, I don't think you've played city skylines, but it reminds me of city skylines where you're expanding the board. We start with just that little middle board. And then right. I don't know about you, but you were probably doing a better job than me since you want me. But I was, I was, 
thinking in terms of, okay, which board am I going to open up? I want to make sure I have my yeah. flowers facing that board so that I can score those bonus points later. Because every time you get a towel with your flyer, flower and somebody else abuts it, then you right. get those bonuses. That was interesting because you also you you were then you were also profiting on somebody else's turn if you had laid your tiles in places that were very strategic. Oh, love which that. I, which I didn't. Alex did beautiful at that. Yeah, did. I did not do that. And you were probably thinking a lot harder than I was about which which areas to open up. I was mostly considering my bonus yeah. is laying out those threes. Yeah, if I can you lay out the those typical three tiles, I, went, I went I went hard on one one tile strategy. No, you. I, I was watching. You did the typical Euro st- strategy. You looked for cards, and you tried to make sure that your resources and stuff on your board matched up. Whereas usual, there's me playing all the different mechanics. Let me try out everything. I want to try and see if it all works. And then, of right. course, once I got all that done, you know, I didn't score very many points. But the succulent Cylon. I did. Tr- I did try. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did try all the uh, mechanics. So that's now. B- by the way, these are pictures of courtesy from Renegade on their website. I can't remember the lady that took them, but these are. Absolutely gorgeous photos. The pictures I took, not so good because we played on Tabletopia. You and I both agreed that this game is a feast for the eyes, probably in person, not so much on Tabletopia. I'm looking forward to the real copy being on my table. It, it did well on Tabletop and on Tabletopia. I don't do well on Tabletopia. So that was the knock. That's, that's the issue. So that is Succulent from J. Alex Kevern, and that is from Renegade Games, and it's out right now. Steve, I'm going to send you back to the green room because I want to bring oh, Julian, and then Julian. you and I will be there for the Game Toppers LLC game of the night, right? Okay, right, let's bring it. Yeah, Julie, we haven't got to talk to Julie about it. She's going to have to get ready for this game. <laughs> That's going to be fun. All right, Steve, I'll see you soon. All right, BJ from Board Game Gomo, I've got my guest coming in. Hopefully, there she is. Is it Julie? <laughs> we- we had a little bit of technical difficulties. Let me just get your name uh, set up there. But you are back in. Sound working? Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure. Good. Yeah. You're working just fine. So welcome to the show. Julie, the way we uh, start the show always, I always like to see with the guest. Um, you, you're a publisher. You're a developer. You're a writer. So you know this question. Give us the elevator pitch. Who is Julie and what is Greenbrier Games? Well, uh, let's start with Greenbrier Games is uh, the creation of myself, Jeff, and Zach. Uh, We like to do horror-based themed games, um, is narrative-driven, sandboxy, and then is our one line. So you think folklore, uh, Grimslingers, Z-Pocalypse. And then our other line is our case in point right now, Tales of Barbaria, Cute But Stabby. So lighter themed, but the the horror comes in is with a lot of take that. I've noticed, uh, and you know, I always like to do a little bit of research. And I noticed you have a, a super well developed uh, background in education. Yeah. And I heard a rumor that when you started playing games, this doesn't go back to you being a teacher, of course, developing games for your kids. Steve, would you believe she tried to redesign, or maybe successfully redesigned Candyland? Is that true? This is my first redesign. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, I've told that story. It's an anecdote I have. Yeah, my Tell us the story. How did, how did that work? Yeah. My sister was three and I was five. So I, you know, I was a veteran of two years of playing board games at that point. Sure. Um, <laughs> and, the big veteran. And we had, like, you know, my family, a lot of, always played board games, always played cards, a lot of cards. Um, and by the time she was of age to play Candyland, I told my parents that we had to redesign it. We had to because I couldn't I couldn't let her play it. It was just a terrible design. So <laughs> they were like, well, what did you have in mind? Uh, oh, precocious child of ours. And so I, it was like super simple, but it was you got to draw two and select one card. So you had choice. So there was strategy. Just just a little. I just wanted a little something where it wasn't just, oh, look, I got the card that I was given and now I move and that's it. There's no... And so I. And Do you course, remember the changes you made? And they're just trying to not ha- let, like shove the cards in her mouth. Still, but. but Do I'm you remember sorry. the changes you made? Yeah. So it, was, it really was just a matter of I got you know having a having a selection of like a heart, a card hand selection, so wow. that you weren't just picking a card and doing it. It was it was very simple. I was five. I was five. <laughs> um, hey, so but Julie, I this is a live. I, I still have designs from the eighth grade uh, oh. uh, that I made. A lot of very D and D inspired, uh, more RPG dungeon crawl type games that I was doing uh, 
and all with like Greek mythology for some reason. I was really into Greek mythology in the in middle school. I think we all were, man. I, I, yeah, I, took, Greek, I took Greek mythology Dinosaurs in college. Greek mythology. It's the way to go. Dinosaurs, Greek mythology, and the solar system. I don't know why. But this is a live show, and some of the people, uh, some of our regulars are here from the chat crew. Thomas is here saying hello. Nice. Christopher Hi. John checking in. Hey, if you guys have any questions, uh, let us know for, for Julie about Greenbrier or about some of the games we'll be talking in. There's our Friday night friend, Jay Bell. Play a lot of gateway and uh, filler games with Jay. Everybody nice. checking in. Verla's going to be coming in later. Verla is going to play one of the games with us. And, and since we didn't get to talk before, we'll explain the game. It's going to be very simple. So it'll be a nice, easy thing. So D&D and Greek mythology, Steve says. She's taking things right down my street. That's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, so that's that's where I started. And it just um, – I, I brought it into education. My master's thesis was how to incorporate board games into the classroom to be a better, effect, more effective teacher. And um, that's why I got hired at the school I was hired at to start. They were like, that sounds great. We want you to do that. So it wasn't just let me write about this in the abstract. They actually wanted designs to help for testing. And I made a big deal about writing about it. So I kind of had to put my money where my you had to, my Hey, let me show you the dissertation, so, uh, right? I started, I started making games on a, for education, and it was, it was a hit. So I just kept going. And then by the time Greenbrier came around, uh, I had been making kids games for years and we did it for fun. We were, we made it, well, Jeff, Jeff made a zombie apocalypse board game and said, Hey, I made this game. What do you think? And everybody was like, yeah, you, you made a game. And I said, <laughs> I said, yeah, it's awful. This is terrible. Here's all the reasons. And he got real sad. And then being an engineer, he approached appreciated you know you, you fixed the broken things and he said great that was that was really mean but can you do it again if i fix it i said yep and uh, that's, that's where it all started so the good doctor is checking in dr steve finn i don't know if you played any of uh, dr finn's games but uh he's always a he comes by every once in a while and says hello hello oh, dr finn and we are looking forward to seeing some of those designs when they're coming out he's got a kickstarter coming up pretty soon and of course our friend Jambalaya checking in. What's up, Jeremy? Hi, Jeremy. He is so excited about Barbarians that he can barely contain himself. And I heard a rumor you two are going to be playing it live. Yeah, on Thursday. Thursday night. So that's on the Man vs. Meeple channel. Make sure you check to see Julie absolutely whoop and destroy Jeremy Howard on Man vs. Meeple. I mean, that's the goal. Oh, I That's played with dream. you, and we're going to talk about this. Yeah, she, All right. she's All a right. tough competitor. She's a tough competitor. So, BJ from Morgan Gumbo, I've got my guest here, Julie from Greenbrier Games. You played a game that I have yet to play, although Helena was on the show, and I, and I see it every once in a while at the, at the game store, and I really want to try it because I, I think my kids would like it. Rec Raiders. Oh, Tell me about it. really this game. good. So, I, last year at Origins, um, was playing it with, I had like a half an hour where I didn't have to be at the booth. And Andrew Wolf was wandered by and said, Hey, you want to go play a game? And I was like, yeah, I want to play a game. So Andrew Wolf, who's, uh, you know, worked at uh, the OP when, and the Harry Potter card game. And uh, I think now he's at, where is he now? Pokemon. So mm. he's also a very busy person. We both had time. So we're like, we're going to go play a board game at a convention which for us is a novelty. And we saw Helena playing a game just for fun, just for fun. So she's like, yeah, I can, I can get you started, but I can't, I can't leave my booth. So she got us started playing. We're playing it. And as we're playing, I just remember sitting there going, this is amazing. I'm going to pick up a copy as soon as we're done here. And Andrew said, I got like the, there were like three left when I bought this one. And I, I was like, finished in my turn. Be right back. So it's it's a I mean it's beautiful like it's, you know feast for the eyes it's beautiful to look at uh, we we talked about dinosaurs and Greek mythology but oceans is up there too so you yeah, have that's that true. and you have it's a one of those it's definitely resource management and different pathways and you can see all the different pathways of what you can do to make choices of of what you're what you're going to do to level up uh, the little, tricky part little push your is that you're. Yeah, a little bit because you're trying to fill those um, those slots across, and if you don't fill them properly, you're gonna you can either swing really high and get a lot of points if you're planning and pl placing them out correctly, and if you are 
the tiles that you get aren't really working for you, it can be trickier and you have to focus on other ways. But if you've selected that as a strategy, it's a little bit tougher. Um, and, but super fun because. Uh Oh, Oh, we lost her. She pressed the wrong button. So we're talking rec raiders. Helena Capel was on the show uh, from kids table. And this is some of the artwork. I know that's got a little bit of push your luck elements and I know it's geared for families. So, man, this is one I would love to try with the high school, with the high school uh, players, my little high school club. Of course, we haven't met for a while, but Kirk Beezer checking in. Hey, Kirk, from the other side of the world, he's played it with his students a lot. So, Kirk, you're saying a good choice to do that. Yeah, and Jer- Jeremy Howard, you know my taste in games, so I, I trust you. You never steer me wrong when, when we have games, except that one you and I disagreed with, and I can't remember what it was, but that was one we needed to so we lost Julie. Hopefully she's coming back. I th- actually think, Steve, she pressed the phone. It looked like she was pressing a button. Oh, here she is. I think she's coming in. Julie, did you press the wrong button? What happened there? <laughs> oh, oh. No. You know what happened? What? <laughs> something, something I did to myself. That was... <laughs> I'm trying to be, like, responsible, and I'm limiting my app time so that I don't obsess in the, until the middle of the night on what's happening on oh, Twitter and Facebook sure, because of everything. Sure. We're not going to talk about what's happening in the outside world, but a lot, and I can't sleep at night. So I was like, I'm going to be responsible, and I'm going to turn it off so that I can, you know, focus on my life. And it turned it off. Oh, no. <laughs> and it actually turned it off, huh? I, I now, I've now ignored the limit for, for the duration of the evening. Um, <laughs> the name father said you, she pushed her luck once too far. Yeah. One like, too many times. In can't so, yeah, My favorite part in can't stop gold was building the aquariums, which is one of the things you can do to gain points. And oh. it's not the best way. It's absolutely not, but it's the coolest. So it's the, the compulsion to make these really pretty and, you know, you've got all the symbols on the side and they can stack and they can build and compound and everything to, to gain greater points. And I would just, I didn't care. I just wanted the pretty fish. And Andrew knows this about me. So he was definitely like, even in the first game, I lost miserably. Didn't care. It was so much fun. And that is. So, yeah, that is, uh, that is one that I highly recommend. And that is Rec Raiders from Kids Table. I think, didn't Josh actually design that one? Is that right? And once again, the screen went blank for me. Can you see me? Do you see us? Mm, I saw Chai. Are you are you hearing us whenever you go solo or not at all? No, so I can the picture goes blank and it goes silent every once in a while. Wow, that is strange. Okay. So what I'm trying to do is solo. I am gonna stop doing that because uh, because obviously that messes up with whatever connection you have. BJ yeah. I've got my guest here, Julie from Greenbrier Games, and we're talking about some spicy hot games that she's played recently, I hope. And one of those is Chai from Steeped Games, and you got a chance to play it. I played it back well. So I uh, got the opportunity to play it when it was before it went to Kickstarter. Right. Because somebody was doing a, a preview of it. And I happen to live with that person. So I get to play a lot of games that are going to Kickstarter before they get to go. Um, Which, and even then, back when it was like, they sent it out with, they had actually bought little cups to send because they didn't have any manufacturer copies. And then they had these beautiful little bowl cups. to And all the tiles. Yeah. I mean, it was actually, I was expecting like little things. And it was so much fun. So I played... Uh, with Robert and then, and Daryl uh, Andrews, who's oh, another yeah, designer. Yeah. So you've got a board game reviewer and a design. Like it was the best possible, like most magical. Get to sit down and play. And you're playing and, and you're going to make tea and it's going to be. And it's of course it's again much like bears, beautiful but but mean. Very like very take that. But you're trying to you know different paths. And I killed both of them and it was great so <laughs> i really enjoy i love the tile placement i love the sliding and the the puzzly piece of that um i love the the, the different ways that you yeah i got so of, caught up in all the little pieces and the, the little pieces the little and beams. you think it's going to be too intricate but it's really not it's a midweight game it is not heavy at all 
um, and super. Yeah, I, I would say I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it that mid that midweight euro. It was a little bit less than that, but it still had some pretty yeah. strategic decisions, which I like. It leans it leans to the lighter side, but it gives you enough of those choices that I I, I don't know I. I enjoyed the concept, like the story behind it of making tea. I enjoyed the visuals of it. I enjoyed the, I got the pacing of it. I guess maybe that was it. There's enough choices, but it's still light enough that you can actually be put off by how quickly it'll end. Mm. Because you start to think of like, if you were, if you play heavy euros more often, you start to think of the long game and it, it, it's not that. So that you, I actually feel like people, you can get tripped up on, there is deep decision-making, but it is still pretty light, so it goes quickly. We're making him thirsty. Or, that was the experience I was getting. <laughs> We're making Steve thirsty. He says, I need a cup of tea. He'll be right back. Yeah. You know, one of the He's cool delicious. things, what I, what I liked about uh, Chai, now, I'll tell you, uh, Thomas, I don't know a lot about the high tea expansion, so I can't talk about that. I only played the base game in that prototype form. But one of the things that I did like is, uh, and hey, kudos to them. The, the production that they gave us was was ready to play. So a person like me who really needs that visual, I like that kinetic in, energy from seeing all the real pieces moving around instead of blank scraps of white paper. But the artwork, it kind of reminded me of sort of like that Disney fairy tale look. Does that make sense? You know, the the, yeah. the, the Grimm's Tales, the, you know, that kind of storybook fantasy type thing. Not fantasy as in high fantasy. I'm talking about that. No, no, that, no. Like, like the storybooks. Like, like, like the yeah. storybooks. Right. Like um, well, but in truth, also, if you no, not you, I have hand painted teacups that were my grandmother's that I inherited. I do not have those. Well, I, I started to say it and then. Exactly, Steve. Yeah. Um, but they they look like those teacups. I So the other day I was so I'm, I just moved and I'm in the middle of unpacking and I found the teacups and I, need, I went to put them down just, you know somewhere so that I didn't like crush them as I'm trying to put my regular plates and bowls. Sure. And I look over and the chai box sure. was right there. So I put them on top of it and took a picture and they look, they look like they're part of the box. It's, it's really, the, I don't know. It's lovely. It makes me so feel an ex- fancy. An accessible, if, if somebody asked me, I'd say an accessible Euro, not quite midweight, you know, something that you could play with just about anybody, but that has this production quality with lots of colorful bits. You know, it's going to look really good on the table. And the designers are the nicest human beings. I've never met them. Yeah. I'd like to see what that, I'd like to see what that expansion adds. If it kind of kicks it up a little notch or not, we'll have to find Mm -hmm. that out. Mm -hmm. Don't know. I don't know. All right. BJ from Morgan Gumbo. I've got my guest here, Julie from Greenbrier Games, and we're talking spicy hot games. And one of the games I want to talk about is a game that she actually got to teach me. I get a, a text in the middle of the day from, from Jeremy, my good buddy Jeremy Howard says, do you want to play Tales of Barbarian? I'm like, sure. Julie, tell us about this game. And it's out on Kickstarter right now. It is uh, live this morning. So Tales of Barbarian, is, our first game in the Barbarian line was Barbarian Battlegrounds. Sure. And Barbarian Battlegrounds, I kind of have to start with it just, just to make the comparison, was much lighter. Uh, the dice roll you roll your dice and those are your bears and you're allotting them to do different things. This one takes it up a level so that there is a little bit more strategy behind what you're doing. So you are rolling your dice out in the open. They are, you are, your tribe of bears is, uh, you are organizing them to get the greatest amount of glory. Sure. Uh, so you want to be renowned for being the best bears in all of Barbaria. And so you're allotting them to different tasks in your village. You can either go out adventuring, adventuring, there's a deck of cards. So those adventure things will have specific rule sets of, you know, highest, lowest, and you're comparing your dice, whether you get the short term um, items or long term glory, risk reward for both. And then you brawl. Brawling is attacking players to your left or right. Uh, you are gathering resources. So there are three different resources. And then of those resources, you're spending them to level up. So there is an engine building element to it. The engine building can be getting more dice, getting specialists that are dedicating to generating more resources for you. But there are also different cards that will give you, allow you to play a one and done, very take that type of 
mechanism. Uh, yes. <laughs> Look, if if you're going into this game, you got to understand you got to like player interaction because there is a lot of it. Now, it's all short term. Yeah. It's not something where you build up this big giant castle and then somebody knocks it down and then you're like, oh, no. it's not like that at all. I don't I don't mean there is a lot of take that and there's a lot of player action, but it's not knocking down sandcastles. It's more like you're taking a step forward and somebody, you know, cuts you out a little bit or or makes you zig when you want it to zag. Right, Julie? And I think that's yeah. what you're going for. Those little short term decisions. But it's going to be involved you know what is my uh, what are the other players doing am i getting i mean at some points i was getting uh, trying to get in the heads of you two like where is julie going to go with those <laughs> what is she that's, what is she really that's want this to fair. and then and it's even more so when you start playing it a lot more often indicative because you're now we were playing it in tabletop simulator so we had the little hidden sections but either way you you have a player screen so when you're placing your bears dice at the different locations, you're trying to either psych out, like try to figure out what the other people are doing to react True. to it, or you're trying to push buttons to get them to do something so that you can react to it if you're playing an advanced game. Right. So it is absolutely player interaction. The more you play this game, I could see where you're playing the player, not always the game, although you got to play the game, but you're also going to be playing the player a little bit, playing yep. the player a little bit. There's a game that we play called The Flow of History, and... I've, I've talked to some friends about it, and they're like, oh, yeah, we, we don't really see how it, how, why you guys compare to poker. I'm like, well, we play it differently. We play each other, not <laughs> right. really the game. Right. We're looking to see. And it's the same way. I mean, Jeremy and I are both eyeing that spot, but we know if we don't go for that spot, maybe the other one's going to be free, right? Man, just yeah. put, slide that little tiny bear there and sneak in. So I did like that part. You know, what I ignored to my detriment is you guys also added – an extra level to it. And that's all the market at the top. So tell, tell the chat crew about the market. So yeah, the market car. So the market is the different ways that you are. It's a light engine building, but you're still, you're building your engine. So the market cards, you have three different types. You have your mercenaries, which you hire as a one and done. You get an extra dice for one turn and roll, or they might have a specific ability to do something. For example, I might, Pick up a card and say, okay, I'm going to get an extra die this turn and just use it right away. Or it might say, if you have a five or six and go adventuring, I can knock that one out. And I might keep that, especially if I'm only in the first couple rounds and wait for somebody to do that and put a one out on an adventuring thing. And you're laughing at me and you put your five there and I'm like, oh, no, sorry. Oh, no. For you. So it has that very take that. The fate deck is all about... Rolling, dice manipulation, either re-rolling your, your whole hand like, it, like it's Yahtzee, changing a die to one specific die to one specific number, or messing with somebody else's dice. And then the Empower deck does takes the, um, the Guard Bear, which is one of the, if you look at the bottom right-ish corner, there's a little bear right. with a little, like, door-ish right. helmet. Um, it turns a guard bear, which is purely defensive against oncoming attacks from other players, and turns that specific bear into, you know, Achilles, where oh. suddenly they are, the, you know, the, the captain of, of, of the guards, and they're going out and they're taking the fight out and bulks them up and adds all these extra points. So you think that you're, you know, so you take three bears out on a rating against another player, and they're like, uh, I've got five, and you'd be like, actually, actually. I have seven. Um, so, so it, it's, it's a very, again, like you said, it's a quick take that it's not a, I, I built up this whole thing and now you're just ruining my my plans for the last five turns. It's a ha ha, no ha ha to you kind of a moment. Now, one of the other things I thought that was really intriguing is you told me that, and I think it was you in development or maybe some other parts of the team had, had kind of played with the victory points. When you're looking at that scoreboard on the top, not the market board, the other board, there's that track yeah. that you have. That, uh, is it Glory? Is that what it's called? Glory? Yeah. Yeah. And that, you told me, was a big change during the development of the game. How did that come about? Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, I, I really like the push and pull that we had as people would get ahead and come back. But how did that, how did that come about? So in the first game, there's actually a much more visceral use. The, we have a stack of, of tokens that are your Glory. Right. And in the first game you had that stack and people could take physically take your glory from you. And I liked that. I liked the very 
the 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 look of betrayal as you took somebody's glory from them um, and put it in front of your own. But it wasn't very effective in the long run because people were very confused about when they could take glory, when they couldn't, and it made scoring a little bit um, confusing. So we sure. wanted to make sure it was a clear thing. So, but we wanted to still have. Okay, so I yeah I wanted to keep that visceral, but we didn't want to have the the physical taking, but still keep that emotion. So the deal is, when you're playing, if you're choosing to attack, it's a it's a risk reward situation. So defend is safe. You're not ever going to get points, but you're not going to lose points. Sure. But if you successfully, so if you got an attack and you successfully attack, you're going up the tracker. But if somebody successfully defends then you have to go back down because now their guards are standing on the wall and they're doing the, uh, you know. Ha, ha, ha. ha, ha yeah. <laughs> Your mother was a hamster and your father smelled of elderberry. Right. And, and pointing and laughing. So, so that's the, the, you know, somebody who constantly wants to just attack, 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 attack. Sure. But people are going to catch wise to that and suddenly you're going to go from, I gained all these points. That feels really great to, I just lost all these points. Now I'm sad and everybody's laughing at me. Um, so it still has that. It, it still had that high emotion, that high impact. And it's that right I, I there on the board. You can't escape it. We're always mm-hmm. looking at those markers. So I, I thought yep. that was a brilliant move to, to really showcase that part because it, it keeps people engaged in that part of the game. Oh, yeah. All right. So it's out on Kickstarter right now. This is Correct. in the universe of Barbarians. It's called Tales in the Barbarian Battlegrounds universe. It's Tales of Barbaria. It's, it seems right. to be a longer, more Euro-y, more mechanically sound, not sound, but you know what I mean, a deeper type of a game. Uh, it is a deeper type. So this, you know, the first game is the one that you play with your kids. Right. And this one, you play, or your younger <laughs> kids. And this one you play with your older kids or just, you know, with, with your friends once your kids go to bed. 21 days to go on the Kickstarter. Yeah, and and you have the just in case people didn't hear it, you have the best tagline for this game. Cute but stabby. Cute but stabby. You can't beat that. People, I talk- can't even take credit for that. Oh that no, I thought that was Jennifer, your line. Jennifer, who loves my game, who demos at all my conventions, was like, "Come here and play this cute but stabby game," and she just kept shouting it at people, and they were like, "I'm in," and I'm like, "That's that's it." Cute you, bears, you but stabby. Yeah. So uh, Thomas has a question. He wants to know, if, yeah. is the game competitive mo- mode only, or are there other game modes? No, this is a competitive game, although there is an expansion uh, that is on the Kickstarter as well, the Candy Horde, which does offset it. It makes it an eight more asymmetrical where you are playing against a now a common foe. Uh, so you will... Is that these zombie cards that I have up correct. there? Okay, Correct. The Zombears, which are like... The Zombears. Oh, I missed that. I can't believe I missed that, Steve. Oh, man. And then there are heroes. So in addition to, you know, instead of going out adventuring on a location, now you're kind of be able to work towards fighting this common enemy. And you can also... One one of your bears can rise up and you're... You know, it's a recruiting kind of mechanism. but, But you're building up or training this one bear to be your leader, your champion as well, which Steve, gives us special dice. Steve, did you notice the name of the expansion? Candy Hordes. No. She can't get away from that Candyland thing she did when she was three years old. She's and just, zombies. Apparently, that, that, that's my life. Zombears and candies. I love it. Okay, so that is that is Tales of Barbaria. You got another 21 days to go. Steve, uh, Steve put up a link on the Kickstarter so anybody wants well, to awesome. check it out. And you, I mean, it's pretty easy to find. So it's out there on Kickstarter. 21 days to go. Uh, cute but stabby game. Check that out from Greenbrier Games. Uh, what's the price on that? Uh, so you're getting, for $40, you're getting the game, and then the expansion comes with it. And otherwise, it'll be $10 separate. Not bad. Okay. Hey, tell me something. Did I just miss something? Did Kickstarter start yeah. nesting comments today or recently? I've never seen that before. No, no, it's been for the past year. I, I, it always, I don't know, maybe it's just on, um, maybe I look at it on my phone so much and, and it doesn't nest on the phone. Maybe well, it doesn't do it, it on the phone. You still have, okay. so I always still at people so that, because if you're scrolling on your phone, okay, you don't, 
you know. And I, norm- I normally look at Kickstarter on the phone, and I was I was checking out the Kickstarter page before the show. And I'm like, Julie is actually like commenting on people's. Po- I mean, you are very active in the Kickstarter. Is that one oh, yeah. of those things that you and Greenbrier Games y'all take pride in? A lot of interaction with the with the the backers. Well, during the Kickstarter, absolutely. For it depends. So, like folklore. Uh, Follow This Fire, which was last year. During the Kickstarter, absolutely. But I constantly am saying, go to our Facebook fan page because that's really, really where I'm at. So I do updates after the Kickstarter is over, but I try to direct them towards the community page because that's where you have a lot more community building, you know, as opposed to just Kickstarter excitement and the immediacy of the purchasing and and the stuff. The community page is a lot more about, you know, the what's happening, how can I play, um, and also because it's a Facebook, you can tag me because I'm the, the ad, I'm one of the admins. Oh. Um, so they summon me when they have a question, <laughs> um, which they like to do because that's a. It's one that's, that's, that seems oh, to be the going thing. You get that yeah. Facebook community going. You get a lot of sharing, a lot of positive comments. What's on Kickstarter is not always so positive, unfortunately. You guys, yeah, you guys are, are getting a lot of positive comments. Honestly, I I get it though. Uh, you you're on Kickstarter and you're in the place as, as a creative. You're in a place where you're starting to think about the possibilities of what could be, and so you're getting from the outside world what they think the possibilities could be. And it's really hard to get all excited about something, thinking about a possibility, and then be told, "No, that's that's not the direction at all that Good we're going." Uh, so, as long as you're not, as long as you're empathetic towards that. I think people are respectful. If you start being like, well, that was a dumb idea, then yeah, of course. Why am I spending money for you to be telling me that my dreams that for your game are dumb? Like, it's okay. Like, I get it. It doesn't mean I'm going to do what you say or ask or suggest, mm-hmm. but I can understand why you might think something's cool. Like, the, that's, that's not a terrible thing. <laughs> but the, the paying of a dollar so that you can boo people, I just don't, I'm just not. Well, there's that. There are me. people who do that. I, I am very, very lucky in that even with, I mean, there's always those people. There's always going to be those people. I don't know what it is, the mental desire to get your adrenaline from being antagonistic. But those people exist. I taught elementary school. They exist forever. Um, <laughs> they're always going to happen. So by fourth grade, it's all over. Though they're all nice after that. It's just up to third grade, right? No, uh, sure. no. let's sure. go with that. Right, right. Let's go with that, right? You've forgotten middle school completely. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow! Gotcha. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my wife taught middle school for a while. She's much okay. happier. Yeah, now. yeah. Much but but my point is like. I have a I have a community. So my Facebook community, obviously they go and back when we do a folklore campaign, they back each campaign and they're demanding because they're always they're active and they're constantly talking, but they're also very supportive. So yes, they have these mm-hmm. high expectations and want to know that, you know, they've played this game dozens and dozens of times and this is what what it needs and this is how it could be improved and but they also if somebody's on there being a troll Right. Well, they they suffer no fools, and that's that's true. Wonderful. So, if you're building, if you're spending your time building a community and putting the effort in, and being patient when they want certain things for your company that you don't necessarily want for your company, um, they're gonna they're also going to invest that energy towards making sure that the the trolls stay under the bridge. So, you know. So before we get to the game, BJ Four Game Gumball, I've got my guest Julie from Greenbrier Games, and I, I can't let you go without asking something. Before we get to the game, and yeah. I got Steve here in the in the in the group ready to go. Folklore, folklore, follow the Spire expansion. Carlos yeah. in our game group is a backer of all things folklore, and he's just curious. How's Thank it you, coming? Carlos. Oh yeah, uh, he loves it. Done the twenty second. Manufacturing Ooh. is estimated to be finished the twenty second, and then. Then we're shipping, of course, freight shipping first, and then super excited. Shipping, so it's, he sent me some of the pages of the book uh, to look at. He's like, "Yeah, you got to do some show prep." And I was going through. And I was like, "Wow, whoever did this game is obviously a child of the '80s or '90s RPGs. Choose your own adventure, thematic story. You know, just going crazy with all those elements. I mean, it just it pops off the page. So, and you've done a lot of the writing for it, isn't that right?" Well, so this, 
the core stories are done by Twin Fire, uh, which is Will and Nick. And then all the accessory, the cards, I, I do, I heavily edit as well. But nice. the cards nice. are me. And then all the supplemental stories are, are me as well. So they're doing, they're the designers and they do the, the, the core new stuff. Um, well, I kudos to you because Carlos, is, Carlos literally is recounting some of the stuff that he's done. And so, I mean, he can still vividly remember some of these choices that happen and some of the stories that happen in the campaign. So I'm, I'm going to have to try it. It looks, it looks really fun and I can't wait to see what's coming. You're absolutely welcome. Anytime. Oh, we've got another person coming in. We got Verla coming in. We are, you know, this is a board game show, Julie. Hey guys. So we got Verla, we got Steve. This is a board game show. And one of the games that we play with some of our newer guests is we like to play something called the Envy game. The Envy game is it's just a Cajun word for um for hankering or or jonesing or something you really want to do. Well, we use it in this context for a game, a board game that you would, if we could stop the show right now. You didn't have to unpack all your stuff because you said you just moved, right? You, right? The game was ready to go, and you had the perfect playing partner and no other responsibilities. It could be a game you own now. It could be a game you used to own. It could be a game you've always wanted to play. Whatever game it is, you think of the game, but don't tell us. We're going to try okay. to guess what that game is. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have a game in mind? 20 you question need- style. One second. There's so many. There's so many. Hold on. <laughs> you can only have just one medium. That's I it. I know. That's the hard part. Okay. You can only have one. So what do you think, Verla? Tales of Barbaria. Cute but cool. stabby. Isn't that a cool yeah, tagline? That's a great tagline. <laughs> yep. Nailed it. I, I loved it, man. I love three. the art look in that. I love the art look of the game. Steve, three words. That's that's classic. You want to try doing that, name, Father? Yeah, you know, if I could only get my you know head around some words, I could I could get, do something sometime. Get your, get your word game going. <laughs> oh, Julie's working on it. She's thinking. Oh, All of her games are packed away, probably. Oh, I think she's I think she's on the trail. I can see the, I can see the gears. She's typing um, it in. Um, no, don't, okay. don't tell us. Oh, she's thinking. So, Verla, you have played uh, Chai, or is that one you're looking at? No, no, I actually got to play test it yeah. uh, at Shucks and thought it was great, could see the potential in it. And I mean, it was still in, you know, cardboard, paper bits form, mm-hmm. um, and became part of the Chai community there on Facebook. And Dan and Connie that designed it are just fantastic. And um, as you know, I ended up getting to go to Essen last year and I got to volunteer with them at their booth and help teach it. And oh, yeah. you did that. I didn't know you, uh, you did it with them. I, I mean, I knew you went to Essen. I didn't realize you were, you were demoing Chai. I was demoing Chai with them. Yeah. For all four days. You got the game? Or are you still thinking? I do have the game. It was the no. first Kickstarter that I backed. Does Julie have the game? You have, oh, you, you have the game in mind? Or are you still thinking? I'm trying to, so uh, it's very hard. I'm trying to. Right, think you keep thinking. We didn't get a chance to talk before the game, the the show yeah, started. Yeah. So you thinking? And Verla, have you yeah. tried the IT expansion? No, I have not. Don't have it in my hands yet. And Steve, you are a tea drinker, correct? Oh, yeah. This is this is an iced chai right here. Nice. Yeah. I'll be honest. I I don't remember knowing that word before playing the game. <laughs> don't drink tea or coffee, so. Ooh. As as much as Verla might like it, I think she only talks about it half as much as Kelly does. Oh. Yeah, I think that's true. I played it far more. Yep. Nick says we want chai. We want chai. Yeah. Starla, Starla likes the, the the cute deep game. Artwork's yeah. good. Oh, I think Artwork Julie's got something. It's so beautiful. Oh, Julie's got the game. Okay. Okay. So, chat crew, just a crap. We're all competing against each other to try to guess Julie's game now. The three of us, Julie, are limited to about 20 questions, okay? Chat crew is going to hit you with a bunch of questions because they're trying to beat us. They're on a little bit of a lag, so they're behind us a little bit. But we always start with uh, one question. Verla, you have a question ready to go? Sure. Is it a cooperative game? I'm going to guess no. Oh, it is a cooperative game. Man, I was wrong after that. Okay. Okay. Me off. We talked about stabby and cute and the whole time, and she throws a curveball at us. Maybe, maybe we're all cooperating and stabbing the same person together. I mean, 
That'd be it. All right, Steve, what you got? You got a, you got a question okay. for her? Um, would you say it's relatively recent, say last four or five years? No. No. Jesus. No. Not okay. relatively recent. Okay. Hmm. An older cooperative game. Is it, um, okay. is it board-based or card-based? You can say it's a hybrid if you want, but do you think mm -hmm. it's more of a board game or of a card game? I'm going to say board. Oh, but I think that's a hint, Steve. Okay. She hesitated. That feels like something. She hesitated. I think she's going with the big uh, bear on the on the, the glory point track. I think that's what she's doing. Okay. She's ignoring the, the bonuses. She wants that glory point. So I got to put my big you, bear there. Berla, what you, you got, got one, Berla? Um, does it play more than four people? Um, oh, that's a good yes. question. Oh, it plays yes. more than four. Okay, so Thomas said pandemic season one. Nope. Too recent, that's a four, And that's a four-player game. And yeah, and, and pretty recent, too. All right, does back to have, you, Steve. Does it have a possible hidden trader in it? Ooh. <laughs> no. There's no. no BJ in it? Oh, okay. No. All right, you're, not so, hitting, you're not hitting me, Jay. <laughs> all right. So, to recap, it's a cooperative game, not within the last five years. It's got a board. And what was the other one? Entirely uh, cooperative. Entirely cooperative. Um, Jay's asking strong theme. Is it thematic? Really thematic yes. game? Hmm. Really okay. Thematic my my game. question, is it from an actual IP? Something we would recognize. Uh, yes. Okay. That's another hesitation, Steve. Tweener. 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 Yeah, that's so a tweener. I'm wondering if that means perhaps. Mick wants to know is it an American designer? Good question, Mick. Question. I like it. Put her on the spot. Oh, the designer. Um, oh, Steve, she I doesn't know the, know the designer part. right off the I'm bat. I'm not sure about the designer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Possible fantasy flight so. game there. I think so. It's an American publisher. Oh, it's an American publisher. Possibly okay. fantasy flight. I'm starting to lean that way. All right. Uh, Thomas wants to know, does it have a Cthulhu as its theme? No. Oh, dang it. I was, I was, I was diving in toward the, the old. Although, if you're yeah. going that route, I know what, yeah, I know what games those are, and I would play any of those any day. Yeah, I was, I was thinking the. <laughs> Mission, you know the mansions of madness type thing elder signs type thing okay um back to verla you have a question verla i know richard lanius if if, if that's if that it was coming to cthulhu let's put it yeah that yeah okay so so we can we can rule out richard lanius right oh maybe not oh I'm not going to give you that. Is oh, that one of your official questions? <laughs> that's Is not that my one of your official, official questions? questions. All right. What you got, Verla? You got a question? I was going to ask if it was fantasy theme. That's a good question. Yes. It is yes. a fantasy theme. Okay. Is it, is it Defenders of the Realm? No. Mm, 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 mm. All right. So, chat crew, we got a cooperative game with a boardish. Did not come out recently. Man, I did good. I oh, good. yeah. You're, you're, you're stumping the chat crew here. <laughs> you're stumping. Oh, Mick wants to know, can you play it solo? Ooh, I like it. That's a good question. Yes. And you can, okay. Mick. Thomas says... Uh, no, I mean, it's not It's not recommended. It's not part of the, on the box. Not part of, not on the box. So, no, I should say no. Who that was player like, game. Someone, someone may have done... Oh, that's interesting. But, but I wonder what the IP, because the IP hesitation makes me wonder, are we talking about a... Um, um, fantasy is it's not Lord of the Rings themed, is it? No, no, no. And yet Thomas wants to know if it's got minis. Yes, it does. Yes, for minis. Yeah. Okay. You know, all those Kelly's asking if it's a one-word title. No. Okay, so it's not the center in one of those things. Uh, mm -hmm. Could it be one of those um, D and D games like uh, Wrath of Shadowlon or Legend of Drizzts? Hmm. Does it have a vampire for theme? No. It's not Ravenloft. All right. Oh. I like what you're thinking there with the D and D being the kind of IP. That's uh, yeah. That's why she hesitated. Oh, yeah. Bob Tiny Epic Quest came out um, Gen Con 50. So that is 
remember Gen Con, that convention that we used to go to years ago? That hopefully will happen someday. Uh, so I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess your answer is no, it's not Tiny Epic Quest. But that's a good guess because it kind of fits where, where she's going. Thomas says her, his wife is guessing Conan the Barbarian. No, but that's warmer. Mm. That's warmer. Mm. Mm. Well, I know she's not going John Carter Mars because there is no good game with John Carter Mars. <laughs> we need one. They don't have one yet. Uh, Jesse, that's going to be sci-fi. So Firefly, no, but a great, uh, no. a great, great guess. Mm. Darkest Nights is Dan. You know, I haven't played Darkest Nights, so I don't know anything about that one. No? Mm. No. Jay wants to know if it's got uh, zombies. <laughs> it does not have zombies, not although zombies. that also would be a good guess since there was a period of time period there where that was all I played. That's <laughs> all you played, right. Wow. She is really – no, it's not a one-word title, uh, Mick, so I don't think it's Descent, right? It's not Descent 2.0. No. It's not Descent It might have been where Kelly was going with that. Technically, it's two words. Yeah. Mm. Would that be four words, though, Descent 2.0? Point oh, um, I don't know. Could be. Um, wow, you are stumping the checker. They're barely even guessing right now. You, Julie, you're you're winning this big time. Is anybody? <laughs> what do I win? Do I get a copy of this game, which is totally out of print, and I can't a, find oh, it? Oh, out of print. Ooh. Out of print is helpful. Oh, out of print. Some people. <laughs> It's my mm. grail game. This is, I, I had to like make sure that I was... Okay. It's, no it's one says Wrath or is her grail game. No one says that, Steve. So it, it's a good game, but it's not a grail game. So it's got to be something else. Sword and Sorcery. Sword and Sorcery. Mm, no. Wizwar? Wizwar? No? Not no. Wizwar? Because that's out of... Uh, it's not Talisman. Because uh, that's nope. back in print. That's one word. Yeah. And that's great. But that wasn't it. Ah, mm, mm. Sword and... Oh, no, Adam already asked that. Um, there was a question that we didn't ask. Um, it, does it have a campaign <laughs> element to it? That's a good question. Mick is saying happy pigs. <laughs> nice. <Yeah. laughs> Nicely done, Mick. Nice and good callback. Well played. It kind of does. It doesn't... It, it, yeah, not quite campaign, but it feels like it has something continuing. Yeah. Okay. All right, Melissa. So I'll give you a recap here. It's a cooperative game, American designer, very thematic, did not come out in the last five years, not in print anymore. It's got minis. It's got a fantasy-ish theme based sort of on an IP. She was kind of giving us a hit with that, I think. It's not Descent or any one of those, and it's not a one-word title. Uh, did I miss anything? Oh, it's got minis. Yeah, um, and board more than card. Board more than card. It's it's boardish, boardish, and uh, <laughs> I thought he I thought he wrote Quest when Jesse was saying that, but it that's has a board yeah. and a card cards, but it's not. That's not the focus either hmm. way. Mage Knight is cooperative, and you can play it solo. Is Bob right? It isn't Mage Knight. She's, it isn't. No, it's not. not get, should be able to get. Um, not hero craft, not hero quest either, right? No. God, no. When you said, when you said, when like you I, said Conan and Tarzan and stuff like that, I wonder if this is like a, a, a something that has is an IP that we recognize, but is no longer licensed, is now in public domain. Yeah, Clank is not five years. And you can still get Clank. Uh, Shadows I over thought, Camelot. Is, no, there's no trader in it though, right? That was there's the one no I was thinking about with the trader question. That would have been a good one. I don't know Doom. Yeah, somebody uh, somebody checked on Defender of the Realm. I tried already, Defenders eh? too. Yeah. I don't know Doom Troopers. Does anybody know that game? I don't know that one. No. Jesse, you got me on that one. one. I have not heard of Do- Doom Troopers. Was it on Kickstarter? Julie, you know that one? Was it on Kickstarter? I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> it was okay. before I was on Kickstarter. If it was. Okay. We Is know it- it's not recent, but we don't know how far back. Right. Mm-hmm. She, she says it's out of print and it's a right. tool. It's a tough one. God, we, we're like right there. Let me think. Um, was, th- was this an, uh, presumably not if it's out of print, was this an award winner of any sort? I don't know that either. Hold on. 
Yeah, we tried that, Joel. We tried uh, Shadows of Camelot. By the way, what's Don't. up, Joel? Good to, good to hear from you, man. Get some hey, rest, Joel. Joel. Get some rest. I don't know. Well, get some rest. It's it's like uh, it's lunchtime for them now. Yeah, but he's <laughs> they're working hard in those hospitals, man. He, he I'm definitely proud, is. Proud that is true. Right, thank you for I your service. I don't remember it. I don't remember if it won any awards or not. Okay. <laughs> his head is hurting. We're killing him. I'm uh, sorry. Uh, Except that I'm not. <laughs> And she keeps saying it's not really a campaign. So why do I keep coming back to all those D&D games, man? Mm-hmm. It's sort of like that. No traitor in the game. We did, that was a, a question early on. Can, you, and, can uh, you level up your character in the game? Yeah. Yeah. No, Adam, there is no traitor in the game. No traitor in the mm-hmm. game. Um. Well, let's keep thinking. We'll just do a quick recap here. Older than four or five years, fully co-op, fantasy, grail game, out of print, um, boards and cards, but not really saying it's one or the other. Has some kind of continuing theme to it that runs through campaign-ish, fantasy, and kind of. Castle Panic. That is it. It's got to be Castle Panic. No, not it. That's is not it. it? Oh, it is it. Sorry, we're traveling because my charging is charging fast enough, and I'm losing battery power, and my phone's about to die. Okay. We, we, we put, if we put if, all week. Is Bob if Wright? We put is it Thomas Castle Panic? She's, I think Say again. Is Bob Wright? Is it Castle Panic? It's got to be Castle nope. Panic. Oh, it's not Castle. No. Panic. If we put Dan and Thomas together, we would have Legends of Candylandor. <laughs> Legends of Andor. That's a pretty good. That's a good choice. Legends of Andor. No. Hey. So if we took Coimbra, and while we were playing it, one of us had a secret objective that could win all by themselves. Would that be traitoring in the Mediterranean? That's terrible, and I loved it. <laughs> You make me, you make me regret so much, BJ. Are you? Am I? Am I? If I won, I think she. I, I feel I like everybody's got more than twenty. Chad Crew, I'm calling it. I'm giving Julie the big win. All right. Does she have a magic heart. hint? What is it? Oh, do you have one more hint? A hint that would get it for us. Um, if Aladdin, Tales of Arabian Nights. Oh wow! Really? You know, we should have thought of that. She's a. Story. We should have been. She's right with Aladdin. It's it's it is a theme that you'd recognize, but it's not IP, owned. It's cooperative. It's story based. It's right up we the should, alley. Dude. We never asked about storytelling. We that, never asked about storytelling. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. That's the first thing that came to my mind. Make traitoring in the Mediterranean. Somebody's got to do that game. So, Julie, that was a lot of fun. You you oh wow, what a great game. That's one we should have <laughs> thought of, and you just. You got us really. I'm really out. excited about that. <laughs> the competitive nature in me was very happy about uh, winning that. You won game. It's a co-op <clears throat> that I like to play. And that is how you play the game of the Envy game. And I know it was your, I know we didn't get a chance to talk before. You did fantastic with coming up with a great game. You had the you had the chat crew going. So, all right, board gamers, that's it for another episode of Gumbo Live. I want to thank uh, Game Toppers LLC. Make your game nights. A showstopper when you play on a game topper for sponsoring our little uh, game here of the Envy game. Julie, how can people reach you if they have some questions about Tales of Barbaria or anything to do with Greenbrier Games? Well, so we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, Instagram, and it's Greenbrier, B R I E R, games, and of course, greenbriergames.com. Sure. Make sure to like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash boardgamegumbo. It helps us to get the word out about all of our upcoming shows, including next week when we got Dean and John from Meebletown Podcast that are going to be coming up. Jeremy Howard's going to be coming in a couple of weeks. He's going to give us a post-Origins online wrap-up, so we're looking forward to that. Julie, I'm gonna, we're going to close out the show. I'll send you to the green room so Steve and Verla can visit with you. I am BJ from Board Game Gumbo, and until next time, Julie, les les bon temps roulés. Thanks for listening. Gumbo Live is produced by DJ Rosa and the name father Steve O'Rourke, with editing by Sean Jones. You can find more Board Game Gumbo content by checking out our YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitter feed at Board Game Gumbo. 
or visit the Board Game Gumbo blog at BoardGameGumbo.com. Do you like an Imperial Stout with your favorite heavy Euro? How about a New England IPA with the latest thematic treasure? I'm Jake. And I'm Danielle. And Draft Mechanic is the podcast about board games, craft beer, and anything we can do to tie the two together. We've got reviews of hobby board games, the 411 on craft beer styles, news, and history, and every episode we put a different game on tap so you know exactly what brews to reach for when you pull it off the shelf. So sit back, relax, grab a pint, and we'll see you back here every other Monday and at draftmechanic.net for another round. <laughs>